Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and for this quick shot, I'm joined by Leah. Hey Leah. Hi Becky. Uh, So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Control Me by Michelle Hurd. And actually, I received a request from one of our listeners, um, and I forgot to write their name down, that they wanted us to do more Michelle Hurd. Uh, that we I really enjoy Michelle Hurd's book so I'm really happy that we're doing this one we previously had done one of the books in the center series Mm, yeah we did book one I think we did book one yeah I think it was so they've requested um something else by Michelle Hurd so we picked control me um Mm -hmm. we'll link the synopsis this book and are on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com Leah give us the stats Okay, so the release date was February 6th of 2023. The tropes are enemies to lovers, it is taboo, mafia, age gap, student, teacher, close proximity, daddy kink. Um, It is part of the Corrupted Royals series. It is book two of the series, and they, again, are series of standalones. You do not have to read these in order. Becky didn't. She, like, piecemealed these, but and it works. Um, it is a dual first-person point-of-view story, and the put-out percentage is 25%. Now, um, there are some content warnings. This book does contain subject matter that might be sensitive for some readers. There is triggering content related to extreme graphic violence. There is a rape scene that's handled respectfully and with care on page. Um, the author did have at the bottom of the blurb that is a standalone, a mafia brought the romance standalone full-length novel 18 plus only, please respond, read responsibly in this novel contains triggering content. So I highlighted this. This is actually from the author's content warning mm-hmm. in the book um, because I feel like the author took a very big risk in this book. And so I kind of want to talk about that. So if you have triggers when it comes to being sexual assault, then you need to not listen to this episode. You mm-hmm. should turn us off, move on. We have great other fun quick shots out there. Um, but I feel like we would be a disservice to our community if we didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's an integral part of one section of the story as well. So if we glossed over it, then we wouldn't be doing the story justice yeah. either. So I think that this author took a big risk Mm-hmm. writing this assault on the page. I agree. Um, the author says that they felt they handled it respectfully and with care. I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, I don't. Well, but it's one of those things where I I have no personal experience in that. So I couldn't say if it's respectfully. I don't have problem. You know what I mean? I don't have a I don't have any experience with it. I don't have a problem with authors alluding to it. We've read other books where we've seen heroines assaulted, you know, Mm -hmm. but the author did a good job portraying the brutality of the act without resorting to incredibly explicit detail. Right. But I'm not a hundred percent sold it needed to be on page. I think she could have encapsulated the moment and the triggering effects that it has on the rest of the story mm-hmm. by giving us the feelings and the emotions 
that were happening within that scene and done it in a different way than talking about the actual physicality of mm-hmm. what was happening to her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I don't know, like I, if, if I had a different version of it, would it evoke the same feelings as this one did? It really, to be honest, it took me out of the story. And mm-hmm. so it there is a connection and a flirtation. Our heroine's name is Abigail. Our hero's name is Nikolai. There is an attraction. We feel this intensity. Mm-hmm. They are fighting against their emotions. They do have a sexual encounter. Yeah. And then some things happen. And mm-hmm. she is abducted and kidnapped yeah, and taken hostage. And that leads up to this moment of assault. Mm-hmm. And this assault actually took me out of their chemistry. And then we have to basically, I feel like for the couple as a whole, and obviously she feels this way too, Abigail, that they have to start over. So Mm -hmm. we've lost the first 45, 50% of their connection. And I don't feel we ever come back to it. I don't think we do until like the very end. And I wonder if it had happened in a different order. Like if this had happened at the beginning of the story, if it had like, if it had transpired a different way, but like plop, plopping it, that's a bad way to describe it, but plopping it in like where she did. Because it was at like 52, 53% of the book. Like we were halfway into the book mm-hmm. when she, when this kidnapping happens and then. Yeah. And she takes huge steps back as one would think. And so like, they basically have to rebuild, like he has finally decided like this is happening and then this happens and it's, it does take you away from their connection and the way from their moving forward. <laughs> So for me, so I had read the first book in this series. I had had an arc Mm -hmm. and read it. If it had happened, alluded to, off page Mm -hmm. without all the graphic, in the previous book and then shared as a prologue in this book. And then Mm -hmm. she had to move forward from that. And that was her whole, because we saw, you saw some of the flirtation between them in the first book. It would have taken out the thought of a standalone, but I feel like we, their HEA did not feel as solid as I wanted it to feel. Mm-hmm. Like I worried that if she gets help, if she gets, you know, things all start to line up and get right 100% for her, is mm-hmm. she still going to have this strong connection to him or are her choices going to be different? Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I think that if she had reworked the way that she did it, like, I think it still could have stood alone, even with like adapting prologue and making like this part, the prologue and him coming in. Cause he's just like a substitute teacher basically. Yeah. So she could have changed the timing and it would have played out much differently. I think. I think it would have just kept our connection. Cause so when I read a romance and the ones that are going to be Four and five stars are the ones with really strong, deep connections and mm-hmm. the, the, that the author builds the chemistry throughout the entire book, right? Yeah. That there is 
this ignition of flame and this power of attraction and the heat just keeps getting more and more intense until basically like your ATA is an inferno, right? Like, yeah. And I felt with this book, we were just starting the buildup and somebody doused a cold glass of water on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that it also created some character problems for me with Abigail. We had two very Mm -hmm. different characters. She is not, and nobody expects you to be the same person, you know, after you suffer an assault, right? Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, there's two very distinctive. There's before the assault where she is, she's very strong. Like, could she, like, she flirts and she flirts hard and like, and then. She's funny, carefree. And even for being Mm -hmm. a mafia princess, she really kind of lives loud and isn't the she isn't well, she, really a sheltered mafia princess. I mean, she is, but like she didn't allow it. Like she she tries to live her best life. Like she realizes like this is my life and I'm going to make the best of it whether or not like people are okay with it or not. And I appreciate that because so many times we get a mafia princess where they are sheltered. They, they don't go out. They don't do anything. Like they're all the virgins. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like she wasn't one, like she lived, like she partied, she did her thing. Like she was, she was a flirt. Like she, she wanted something. She went after it and she decided she wanted Nikolai. Well, and she was definitely, so we meet her actually in book one, and she Mm -hmm. is the power and the force behind her best friend. Like, she Mm -hmm. is the strength, and her best friend is more of the sheltered mafia princess, where typically we see. And then we have this big thing happen to her, and she just seems half of herself. She's shattered. Mm -hmm. She's adrift, unsure how to proceed. But let's talk about Nikolai. Um, because he is intense, he is possessive, and he does show this great desire to care. He does. Well, and he has well, and he has very, very hard touch her and die vibes. Because at one point, like somebody's flirting with her, and he punches him because how dare he? How dare he look at her? How dare he talk to her? And that's one thing that, like Michelle heard, like when she writes a hero in these stories, these types of stories of hers, like once they are in. They are all in. There's no going back. There's no nothing. Like they are, they are dedicated. They are loyal. They are possessive. They are, they are intense. They are really intense. And it's interesting, but even without his, the way he cares for Abigail after everything that happens, Mm -hmm. we learn that Nikolai married his best friend's sister. Yeah. And he did it for a reason that was really noble. It was really sweet. And so you see his capacity for Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Well, and and he even talks about like how he wishes like he could have felt differently in that relationship. But he he tried because he did it as a favor to his best friend. And he he realizes like he did not give her the care that he should have or needed to. And he does have some regrets almost about that. And it really just shows like, yes, he might be a really intense mafia, Bratva. I think he's part of the Bratva. Like this really intense, like well, enforcer dude. it's not dude. really clear because I think he's Scandinavian and, more than he's Russian. Well, and- he works for Victor. 
Well, okay, wait, but he doesn't work for Victor. Isn't Victor his godfather and he is no because when he no because when he is going after her, the dude at the end of the book oh so he's part of that family but mm-hmm. his family is kind of separate because they have their own little island that is they in do. the north sea um yes and their business is not typical mafia it wasn't no they drugs blood diamonds. it wasn't gu- they sell blood diamonds. they sell diamonds blood diamonds but they have a connection too i just can't remember where it's from because his parents i don't think have a book because i was going back through the backlist because this is a second generation book don't you feel like the parents should have had a book i want the parents to have a book I really do. Well, and his grandparents I, I are adorable. I could be wrong. They might have one. Oh my god, I love his grandparents. Okay, but does his sister have a book? No. No, I think she has to. Cause I don't. Okay. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find we'll her name. Okay, let's talk about it. this concept of Saint Monarchs because this is very unique it to is. Michelle Hurd Mafia, and I well, love just this. Her like, yeah. So it's basically a training university for all factions of the mafia, the Russians, the Italians, the the Japanese, the if it's the mafia, it doesn't matter what nationality mafia it is, they go here and they train and you are not allowed to kill anybody on St. Monarch's grounds. Like like there's a there's a moment that happens and if you read it and there's some some blowback and it's like but it didn't happen on the ground so it's okay but that's it's it's like this treaty place where they all train but this is also the place where all the hits on everybody else goes through like this is where the money flows it was almost like when you seek sanctuary at a church um this was sanctuary but also It's it's the people you pay to put out a hit Mm-hmm. So not only are they going to protect you, but they're also but they arranging you for your you murder. <laughs> but they also might kill you when you get out. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's it's really crazy the way that it... So they they go, and they're there for, like, four years in this it's like univer- It's like Mafia U. It's university. It's a university. Because they learn how to embezzle. They learn how to embezzle money. They learn Mm -hmm. about guns. They learn about how to escape attackers. They learn how to shoot weapons. They learn hand-to-hand combat. Like, it's everything you need to know to survive the mafia. Well, but like when they talk about it, it's like they're pretty much celibate while they're there, too. Yes. Well, yeah, because you're not going to engage with the other fractions. I mean, this is true. Like... But yeah, it's really it's really crazy. But I think it's really interesting that she created this this world in which she brings them together. There's still tension. There's still it's like, like a mafia convent or a mafia monastery or something. It is. It is. But it's it men and women. You. It is men and women. Like everybody is training. So a lot of the mafia princesses are sent there, like because they have to finally learn how to like like protect themselves and they have instructors and there's different tiers of things. And Carson, who is the head of St. Monarchs, does have a book. I haven't read his book, though. It's so it it's such a neat concept. I like how she weaves it, it in and out of her stories. Um, mm-hmm. And this uh, the Royals, the Corrupted Royals, right? Is that the series right now? That she um, has? That's that's the series previously. Well, this is Corrupted Royals. Yes. Yeah. The Sinners series, which is the one before it, 
um, everybody, all the kids at the university work for the people of the Sinner series. Yeah. But the Corrupted Royals, like, it is all taking place somehow with St. Monarchs because mm-hmm. they're all there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the interesting things that happened in this book is the unlikely friendship between Alex, who is a Bratva enforcer, mm-hmm. becomes Abigail's ally and confidant. Like protector, yeah. And they he's, like he's are going to stab each other in the beginning mm-hmm. of the book. <laughs> oh, well, because Alec, he is, he's an asshole. Like, when you read his book, like you, you can understand why he's the last book in this series. Um, but he is not a pleasant person. Like he is dark and he is broody and he has reasons, but like he's, he likes his friends and that's about it. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm obsessed with Nikolai's family's island and just um, the family in general and like the dynamic of like his parents and how they are and there's a point where like he's talking to his dad and his dad basically says like when you meet that one woman who's gonna get under your skin like you just can't let go like you're stuck like she's under there forever just give in dude just give in i also thought that it was interesting abigail she doesn't have any siblings she's an only child Mm -mm. her parents Mm -hmm. are trash her mother is like queen of the trash like oh yeah these are terrible humans and she has a talent for art and her heart desires to do her art and to paint. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because you sometimes we get these books of mafia princesses and they're being married off. And basically they're allowed to do whatever they want to do as long as they marry the person they're supposed to marry. But her mm-hmm. family, like basically she needed to plan to be taking over their side because they're Italian mafia you know, mm-hmm. she needs to be able to step in. They're looking for family alliances within the Italian mob. And she just wanted to paint. And I still don't understand why she just didn't freaking run away. Well, but it's one of those things where she is an Italian mafia princess. She always had people following her. That's true. That's true. Anyway, I did enjoy this story. Like I said, I just, the, 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 the assault on page kind of. It, it throws you off a little bit. And I agree. Like, had it been, had it played out differently order wise, I think it would have been different because it does pull you out and they do have to rebuild. Um, but I, I do enjoy the way that it, like the way that he treats it. I think that, I think that the treatment of the aftermath was done really well. It was done really well. And I believe in their HEA. I think that they, you know, are going to be together forever. It felt solid in the end. But this mm-hmm. was absolutely a book that I needed an epilogue in. Yeah. So I did read this epilogue. And, and we all know that Becky hates an epilogue. I hate an epilogue. Anyway, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com or send us a DM just like this person did and wanted us to do more Michelle Hurd. Mm-hmm. Until next time, everyone. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.